1: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. I'm Steve Mathis. Please check out Fly Racing on the uh, web, flyracing.com. They got the new gear coming out very soon. Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Ben LeMay, Dylan Merriam, from privateers to factory guys uh, that they run Fly Racing, and uh, the F2 carbon helmet with MIPS straight out of the box under your head. And uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out Fly Racing and all the things that they do and all the things they have. Uh, really appreciate it. Also on board with us. Alpine Stars, the A4 chest protector. Uh, please check it out. It's uh, front and back. You can wear over it, over the jersey, under the jersey, and uh, some real good protection. Uh, the Tech 10 boot, of course. The benchmark boot in Moto. We all know about that thing. Tech 7s as well. Alpine Stars protects. And uh, Maxis Tires. Love these guys at Maxis. From your bike to your truck to your mountain bike to your trailer. Maxis Tires has you covered. Please check them out. Maxis.com. M A X S I S.com. The MXST tire is out, and uh, so far, really good reviews from it, from the guys I've talked to that have ridden it, including this man on the phone, and i uh, love to talk to Ryan uh, Sipes about this 125 race and much more. What's up, Sipes? How are you, man?
0: I'm um, doing good. Decompressing from the weekend a little bit and uh, trying to get ready for the next adventure
1: uh wow you so everybody I think everybody knows, but if they don't, you lined up at muddy creek uh on a one twenty five Husqvarna in the two fifty uh m x class, and uh, I guess before we get into how it went, why did you want to do this sipes what what was the motivation
0: <laughs> uh so, well originally I bought a 125. So I did that one 125 Dream Race last yep. year. And yep. it was super fun and it got a ton of coverage and I'm like that's cool. I'll just buy a 125 and I'll try to do a bunch of them next mm-hmm. year. And uh and then when I built my schedule kind of before the the new All-Star um the new kind of schedule came out and and when it did every race that I could do, I had another race or I was actually racing, you know, a 250 or 450. At those nationals, so I wasn't going to be able to do one. And right, I didn't want to buy the bike for nothing, so I thought, "Why not? Let's just uh, let's go line up
1: and, <laughs> and see what the 125's got." Oh man, and uh, well, hey, look, uh, it wasn't. I mean, look, you're a great rider. You've had really, really good results over the years. So it's not like you know you don't know what you're doing or anything else. But man, it is. Uh, it is not fun to try to line up with one of those. I mean, is it? Is this a dumb question, Sipes? Were you worried about qualifying? I mean, you didn't have a problem, but you know what I mean, going in, were you like, oh boy.
0: No, I wasn't worried about qualifying. But okay. After, after, uh, well, after practice, the first practice, I was like, "Ew, it's gonna be hard." <laughs> and my goal was like top fifteen. Okay. And like, I yeah. thought I would be happy with the top twenty. Yeah. And uh, and. Uh, after first practice, I was like, eh, I don't know, man. This is gonna be. I wasn't worried about qualifying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, because a lap time is one thing, but racing the 125 against, like, for instance, I was, when I finally got past the one guy I tried to pass for 30 minutes in the first moto, <laughs> when I did get past him, I yarded. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, lap yeah. time-wise, I was a lot faster, but passing him was a whole other deal. Sure. It's almost like you got to go twice as fast through the corner, right? To pass the guy because once you get to the straightaway or the deep stuff or hill or whatever, he just gives it gas and takes off. Yeah, and, yeah. uh So it was uh, it was harder than I thought it would be, and I mean, it's not that the one twenty, the Husky one twenty five is a bad bike. It's a great bike, but it's not a two fifty F. Uh, no, no, you know? no. And it not. was just uh, it was hard. To, if, if I had to do it over again, I mean. I would have done it this time it just didn't Mm -hmm. work out the the engine builder had it for a long time and and i wasn't able to ride at all um beforehand so i only rode the bike about 20 minutes the week before so and you know i mean riding a 125 and riding a 350 is totally different yeah you kind of have to even ride them different and and uh it was it if i had to do it over again i'd spend a month straight on the thing you know and then i think
1: maybe i could be top 15 or top 20 but it was really tough. Uh, second moto though, I think you lingered like seventeen, eighteen for a long time. Yeah, and I finally like
0: felt like, Hey, I remember how to ride one twenty five again. Yeah. And um I was taking like better like one twenty five lines, you know, oh. rather than taking yep. the the main line everybody else was taking because that wasn't working. And um felt good and I was I was past like Rensland and don't know he's been hurt and all that but and we're buddies so I was like kinda you know, I wanted to <laughs> yell at him when I went by but uh But I was like feeling good. I was carrying momentum and I was in, I think, 18th and I was catching 17th. I could see him and I just tipped over. Okay. One of them things where you come in and there was a sweet berm there the lap before and then it's gone the next lap and that's on off camber so you can't slow down and just tipped over and I never could really get going again after that. So,
1: Um, yeah, it's, it's, people don't understand like you're, you're perfectly right, Sipes. Like you have to, you can't, if you want to get it by a guy, like you can't take his line. You have to no. try to take different lines and ride so much wider. So the getting around somebody, like you said, if you've got a clear track in front of you and you want to lay down the lap, no problem. But getting around somebody and setting them up, it took you 30 minutes in the first moto. <laughs> dude, it did. It was so frustrating. Like my dad
0: said, hey, did you get tired like about halfway out there? And I said, no, I was kicked off, man. <laughs> I've been trying to pass this dude for 15 minutes straight and, I'd make a run on him and I'd almost get him. Right, and then I would either you know even if I misshifted by a half a second, yeah. he was gone. Yeah, you know because I lost the power band and and uh, I was just getting frustrated. And then I'd go, I'd ride around for half a lap. Like, All right, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make another run. And <laughs> I finally did get him, but it just took forever.
1: Oh man, it well it's cool. Like people liked it, fans loved it. I imagine, right? You probably got a lot of buzz by your pits and out on the track. That people probably love that. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. yeah people are stoked on that, um, and that's. I mean, I told my wife said, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> she said, well, my goal here is to have the most fun of anybody on the track. Yeah, that's like that yeah. would be a good goal, right? But I didn't because then I got competitive <laughs> it, and I was right. like, oh, I want to be better. Sure. And uh, but yeah, like you said, fans liked it, and I got a little bit of you know uh weege and then talked about me followed me for a lap in practice on the, the online deal so yeah it was cool
1: um just just the competitor in me wanted more right did it was the bike better in any way shape or form than the bikes you're racing against the two strokes i mean the four strokes was the two stroke better at all any did you feel like you could do something that you couldn't do on a four stroke or that your competition couldn't do
0: Um, no, (laughs) No. not really. The only thing that I could do that I felt like it didn't end up being any faster, but it was cool to be able to do is you come in and there'd be like six ruts, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like you're, you're going to take one of them. Well, on the 125, I could, I could go in on the inside, like in the inside rut and then hop like to the inside of the inside. rut. I was actually on like kind of virgin dirt. Yep. But then, but then I didn't have any speed, so I did woa whoa, 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 You know,
1: so it wasn't fast, but yeah. it was kind of fun to do. Uh, I saw a start shot. You did. I don't know what moto it was, but it looked pretty good. I wasn't there, so I thought, did you get a decent start in one moto? I don't know what I came out. I know the um, Chris
0: the Maxis guy took a took a a photo of us right out of the gate, mm-hmm. and I was like half a bike length ahead like right yep. over the gate. Of course, as soon as we hit the dirt after the gate, they were gone. <laughs> but so good. But I did jump out. I had to start in first, right. and um, it's really quick for the first, you know, seven yep. or eight feet. But yep. I don't know. I think I was around probably 25th,
1: both motos, in yep. the first turn. Right. So. Uh, well, you did good in Pulp of X Fantasy, by the way. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we gave you a pretty good handicap because we're like, this guy's on 125. So, um, I mean, I think you on race, with race prep, and everything. Uh I think you're a ten to fifteen guy, if not even higher, you know. But this, this one twenty five is is not not ideal. Not ideal. Yeah. Um, can yeah, we exactly. can we break the other news or no? You want to keep it a secret for now? What's the other news? Oh, uh yeah, I don't care. I mean it looks like you're gonna be riding for the Rockstar Husky team on Zach Osborne's bike at a few races. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. They actually they called me
0: originally about the four fifty after Dean got hurt. Right, I heard that one. Yeah. Once Anderson and, and uh Zach got hurt, it was like and then Phil is gonna ride one of the bikes and uh they said, Well, um, you know, ride the two fifty, which actually works really
1: good for me. I'm riding racing uh two fifty F at ISD this year, so yep. to be able to be on it all summer will be good practice for me. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And you're tight with those guys, you're tight with the Rockstar guys. It's a natural fit. You're still a great rider. You know what I mean? Like, you can get results and all of that. So that that's really cool. Um, yeah, it should be fun to ride a 250 against. It's been, right. been a minute since I rode more. Um, did, are you old enough to have raced a 125 at any point? I think you are, right? Not not in the pros. Um, no, I, I meant amateurs. Yeah, no, I meant I meant mm-hmm. amateurs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't ride a
0: four-stroke to my last
1: year amateur. Oh, okay, so. yeah. So, you. So you, yeah, you grew up on these things, you know, Um. a little bit. So that helps. Yeah, but that was when I was racing against 125. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Um, hey, so, dude, Stu used to rip through the pack on 125. I know. Okay, granted, the four strokes James race were not as good as the ones now, for sure. They had carburetors, and they were not any near, anywhere near as good. But wow, he used to beat guys, beat everybody yeah, on 125. He needs James Stewart though. No, I, I mean, know. You gotta factor that in. No, I know that how amazing is that? Like that's Oh, I know. Yeah, I mean unbelievable. Right? Like really. you, you just look, you're you were you know, at your peak you're a top five guy. Um so you were no slouch yourself and you know, so you know you know how it goes. You know how to race these things and uh and this is what you now you're at twenty five and you're at back in twentieth going, what am I doing? <laughs> I know, man. It was so it was like so foreign to me to be back there too. Right, right. You're like and, uh, You're like, Who uh, are
0: these guys? Yeah, well, like I said, 30 minutes to pass one dude, and I'm like, I was actually laughing about it after the moto, like me and him and I, like in the stages for the second moto, like, that was a good battle, man, (laughs) a
1: 30-minute battle between two dudes for 25th. Right, right. I think it's funny that I asked you if there was any, even one thing the bike did better, and you're like, no. No, not really. No, not really. <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, the 125 uh, intermission races have been a hit. People really like them. You know, they've they've been cool. But, uh, yep, ain't gonna happen in the four stroke class. Just, just no way. Um, no, I think if you were 130
0: pounds mm-hmm. and you had a full – like my bike's not the tip top package that you could get yeah. i just didn't have the money and didn't see it yep and that it was really worth it to spend six grand on a 125 um mm-hmm. yeah yeah that just doesn't make sense for one race right. so i spent less and got you know it's still good but it's it's not so i think that nobody's going to win on one
1: yeah for sure yeah uh,
0: I, I still i think somebody the right a young kid really light and super fast may be able to crack top
1: 10 but yep It'd be, they're, they're, the bikes just aren't as good. No, no, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, little interesting program for you. We saw you do GNCCs for a number of years. Uh, you know, and not to mention, you, you know, you kind of packed it in on supercross and motocross when you were still capable of getting some really good results. Uh, we've done a podcast a few years ago about that. People can go back and look. Um, and now this year, you've you've done GNCCs. You did the moto. You're going to do more moto. You did a flat track. You, uh, Ryan Sipes, are trying to do ISDE. You, Ryan Sipes, are doing uh, just about everything on two wheels, man. I think that's cool. Nice program you kind of put together a little bit. Talk about that.
0: Yeah, um, it's been fun. It's it's actually been hard, harder than I thought it would be to kind of do – to be good at everything because, mm-hmm. as you know, I mean, when you when you race Supercross, when you're on a factory team or even if you're, you know, privateer, trying, that's all you do. You stay on a Supercross track yeah. all the time. And yeah. you're doing motocross, you, you know, you just ride a motor – well, I'm doing kind of everything, so – it's like you pick and choose what you practice, and mm-hmm. normally it's the week before you try to cram in as much <laughs> of that discipline as you can. But yeah. But, I mean, we don't get – these guys don't get good in a week. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it has been fun, and, and the whole goal of it was kind of to just try to be good at everything and try to kind of crack or get a little piece of each fan base and give it most exposure um, – yep. as much exposure as I could. Yep. And it's worked, you know, to a point. I mean, the flat track guys know who I am now, and I got a little coverage there and mm-hmm. the stroke thing and GNCC and Moto. So it's been good. I think the sponsors are coming around a little bit now. Going now, we kind of see what your vision was. Oh, cool! With, you know, know yeah. you are getting the coverage from all all sides. So it just it uh, made more sense to me um, from that side of it. And at yep. this point in my career, like. I
1: can do all these things. So, yeah. why not try it, you know, for at least for a year? Yeah, you got Rockstar behind you and Husqvarna and Maxis and stuff. So, you know, all these companies are like, yeah, dude, just be you. And, and I mean, you qualified first at the flat track, right? Did I read that correctly? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. But, uh, actually, a uh,
0: good buddy of mine, the guy that got me into flat track is JDB. He's a top road race guy for Moto America. Okay. And, um, he was up there helping me out and, and you know, we went out first practice and I was like ninth or something and and the second practice he said it's not fast. If the track's slower, just go, you know, try some new lines, change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just kinda went and had fun and came in and I was top qualifier and so that was kinda fun. Yeah. And uh the the race didn't go as well as I'd hoped. I think I could have been on the podium in the main, I fell down, but uh it was a fun it flat track man is is a ball. Yeah. Like it's some of the most fun I've ever had, so I'm looking forward to the next
1: one. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what else is next on your schedule? We talked about those nationals. Um, what else you want to do? You, are you doing any GNCCs, or is it kind of just moto through the summer? Um, I'm doing – the next GNCC I'll do is
0: Ironman, the very last one, in October. Okay. Yeah. But uh, between now and then, I'll do three moto, uh, motocross races, and then uh, some more of the sprint and I'm doing that whole series um, and do, uh, another flat track race. So
1: just a whole bunch of different stuff like we were talking about. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's really neat to do that at, at your stage at your age and you know, with your skills and you're still be very good at almost everything you can do. Yeah, man. It's awesome. Kind of neat. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Like <laughs> I
0: said, it's, it's not as easy or it's harder than I thought it was Right, right, because right. when you're not focused on just one thing, mm-hmm. uh, and even, I mean, I build all my bikes too. So, even doing that, it's like, wait, oh yeah, we're doing five track this week. So now I gotta do like totally overhaul the you know, go through the whole bike and there's different things you gotta do and mm-hmm. now I'm racing the one twenty five and next weekend I'll race a two fifty, then a three fifty. So
1: right. it's uh it's been a lot of work but it's been fun. Oh that's cool man. Yeah. It's uh, it's really neat to uh to see that I think and is there is there one discipline that you've done that Okay, look. So, supercross and motocross is all you did all your life, right? And you did you, you had some very very good results with that. But um, what's been the hardest one to master? Would you say? Oh, or what's giving you the most frustration? Let's go with the most frustration.
0: Uh, probably GNCC. Yeah. Just- yeah. It, I mean, it's three hours long. That's the first big hurdle you gotta you gotta get over, and mm-hmm. uh, the fitness involved and just the mental strength to yeah. to be able to. And if if you've never seen a GNCC track after the race is over, it oh, is the dude. most brutal thing. I mean, it's yeah. it's rougher than an outdoor motocross track. Yeah, but you also have mud holes, rocks logs uh and you and there's not defined barriers yeah so it's not like you got from this banner to this banner it's here's the arrow and you got 25 (laughs) feet on either side of it yeah and then but that 25 feet quickly turns into 35 45 50 Mm -hmm. especially if it's a mud race yeah and when you grow up knowing that this is this is my realm right here i can go from this banner to this banner Mm -hmm. and then now you open it up and say now you can go pretty much anywhere uh, you're not even I'm not even you know it's not my instinct to look for those lines sure uh, let alone find them and um, so that that's been that's been tough I had a decent run there a couple of years ago on GNCC and yep. and a 1-1 and and that but that's uh, and now what's interesting is now that I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything and I'm not focused like when I was doing GNCC full-time I was in the woods almost every day yeah and I was making new trails and practicing those things and now that I'm kind of doing everything and not focused on one thing, that's been the hardest to come back to and be good at. Like, you know, my best result this year is like ninth. And it's not good, you Mm -hmm. know, just because Mm -hmm. those guys in the woods every single weekend, seeing those lines, seeing the arrows – uh, dealing with those kind of conditions, and, and I'm, yeah. I'm picking and choosing, jumping
1: in mid-season. It's been really hard. Yeah, I guess imagine you know lots of respect for Caleb Russell and Duvall and Strang and these guys from you, right? Like where you're just like, man, no, those dudes are yeah. those dudes are unbelievable, right? Um, to, <laughs> you'd ha- you have to experience it to to know how hard a GNCC is. Yeah. So those dudes are are top notch for sure. I've done two of them. I did Unadilla you know, and Ironman in the industry class in the morning, and uh I quit, you know. It was pouring rain. I'm like, I'm done. And I finished Ironman. And uh, dude, just insane. Always, I tell everybody all the time. It's just nutty. And and like you know, that was only a short race. You guys are going longer, and and the speeds you're going, and, and yeah, adapting to new lines, all of that, dude. It's it's just nuts. Um. And and the pace this year, yeah. Like I've I've been doing it since
0: fourteen, so uh-huh. this to be my fifth year, and the pace has just gone up every year. <laughs> and this year it's like on the verge of just being insane mm-hmm. i mean those dudes are wide open from yeah. the gate drop and or the flag flying, whatever, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and and it's uh, it's nuts. If you're not wide open on the edge from the very beginning, you're getting
1: smoked. Yeah, and uh, so those dudes doing it for three hours, they're they're killing it. Yeah, look at look at Mike Krodowski jumped in. He was a supercross motocross winner. You know what I mean? And it took him years to figure it out. He got one or two one or two wins. That's it. And Cooper did it for a while. All these all these gnarly motocrossers, you know. So yeah, it's really tough. Yeah. Um. Hey, uh, going back to your decision I talked about a little little while ago. Look, you were still getting good results, and you were still a very good Supercross Motocross guy. Um, And you kind of just said, hey, that's it. I I, I talked to you a little bit. Family reasons came into it. Uh, You just said, I'm going to step back. And we've seen you at a lot of races since then, but never as serious as you once were. Um, And, and, you know, you were still fairly young. Any regrets about stopping when you did? Because I imagine you could have got some more rides and you could have kept doing the whole thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, not with with my situation at the time mm-hmm. and the circumstances with the family and, and having uh children and everything. I mean, they're they're way more important. So the decision was made for me. Not that I didn't want to do it, you mm-hmm. know, that that was that was my number one goal is to be there for them. I didn't really want to be the dad that was gone all the time. Yeah. Which I kinda am now, but <laughs> but uh <laughs> But, I mean, that would have been worse. I'd have been living in California all the time and Mm -hmm. and with uh, certain circumstances made it where they couldn't be with me in California. You know, it'd be different if they could have been there all the time. I probably would have kept doing it for a while. But uh, every once in a while I miss it. Um, But at the same time, I mean – like I said, the, the speeds in GNCC have gone up. The speeds in Supercross and Motocross have gone up as well. And yep. The the risks that these kids take, and I call them kids, I mean, <laughs> they really are. And I remember being that way when yep. you didn't care. If if yeah. it took weeding yourself, you know, to, to figure out how to go faster, that's just what you did because <laughs> yeah. you wanted to win. Yep. And now it's a little different. Like, nah, you know what, I'm going to just hang back a little bit. So. Um, that part of it I don't miss, That the injuries. I was hurt so much when I did Supercross, Muscross. I mean, it was like I'd yeah. get a season in here and there and then I'd miss a whole season. And that part I don't miss, and that part about the woods has been better in the off-road scene and that. But, right, right. Um,
1: but yeah, I mean, every once in a while I miss it. But then I go, yeah, I'm not really willing to take those risks anymore. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly that's that was your thing. I think uh, super talented dude uh, can really r- uh, ride well and talented. Just cannot stay healthy for a long time. Although you did, you had a lot of races that you you know obviously did. But yeah, that was the thing. Getting hurt was probably getting a little bit old. You know, so. Yeah. Um no doubt. but yeah, it was interesting. You don't you know usually guys have to be told, hey, there's no rides. Guys have to get hurt. Not too many guys just go, you know what, I'm still good, but I I've had enough. And that's a really in a way, that's a cool deal, you know, to be able to say that.
0: Yeah. And I mean I feel fortunate to have not had like a huge injury, mm-hmm. you know, a big yeah. yeah, I did have big injuries, but you know, yeah, nothing um, yeah Fortunately, not bigger and uh now um, that's that's the thing is some sometimes people are like, "Why don't you go to race a supercar?" <laughs> like, it's like, "No, man, I, yeah. I escaped that without getting killed. Uh, I'm good. Right, you know, right. I'll do some outdoors once in a while, but but,
1: yep. but I'm good on all that stuff." Yeah, no, absolutely. Ryan Sipes on the Fly Racing uh, Racer X podcast. Uh, listen to this commercial from Race Tech and uh, save some money uh, at Race Tech. Use the code Pulp, Pulp Show eighteen to save. Uh, we'll be right back to uh, talk some more after this commercial break. Race Tech suspension and engines people PopaMax 18 is the code to save breaking through the limitations of OEM designs Race Tech specializing high performance suspension parts service and setups modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech guys like the Hep Suzuki team and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods Poppamex18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it.
0: Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath.
1: And we're back. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast presented by Alpine Stars and Maxxis Tires. Thank you for listening. Ryan Sipes on the line to talk about racing a 125 at, at Muddy Creek and and whether he got his uh, his head checked uh, before or after the race for, for this decision. But, uh, uh, hey, so one thing, too, you've been doing is, RacerX, you've been doing some media things, and thank you because that column that you do, the three things, I used to have to do that. So you've taken work off my plate, Sipes, and <laughs> and you're better at it than I ever was. So it's it's a fantastic deal. Um, but, no, for reals, I texted you, I don't know, earlier in the year, and I said, hey, good job, Uh You've been doing well. Do you enjoy the media stuff? Do you want to get more into it? Uh, what, what's your What's your thoughts on that sort of end of the business? Yeah, I do enjoy it. Uh, I always
0: enjoyed writing, like, in high school and stuff. Um, and I like doing uh, – like, now, I mean, I'm – I'm not on the team per mm-hmm. se. I mean, I do all my own race reports and all that stuff, and I kind of enjoyed that part of it. So when when uh, when they called me up and said, "Hey, would you want to do this?" Uh, originally, it was once a month, yep. and I go, "Yeah, it'd be fun," you know, mm-hmm. to to do a little bit of that. And plus, it gives um, gives you name recognition, which is important for sponsors and that kind of thing. Yep. And uh, every once in a while, you get to throw a little plug in there, whatever. But also, I enjoy. Uh, I really enjoy. I mean, I still keep up with supercross motocross, like yeah. You know, really, uh, really closely. So to be able to give my opinion on stuff is cool and uh, maybe show or, or tell a little side of it that other, you know, that the casual fan doesn't see. So I've been having a lot of fun with it. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I would like to do more. It just, uh, right now, the time,
1: uh, you know, having time to do it is, yep. is the thing, but uh, I think it will down the road. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, I think I think you can offer insights. You wasn't that long ago that you were, you know, battling with a lot of the guys in Supercross and Motocross that are racing now, and never mind what you're doing now, and you're able to articulate it. So, yeah, good stuff. You know, it's been fun, man. Uh, I like uh, I like how you know it's it's something different
0: every weekend to write about or to think about and study on and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, there's always drama in Supercross this year yeah. more than any probably, yep. and so to be able to give your take on it and uh, maybe, you know, not set guys straight because everybody's got their opinion. But to be honest, a lot of the opinions out there from the keyboard warriors are just so out there and so wrong. And so, you know, to be able, be able to offer a little bit of clarity to say, no, that's not really what happened here. Is kind of right, what, right. what this guy was thinking. This is why right. that got crashed.
1: Right. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been cool. Do you go down and read the comments and some guys are ripping into you probably? Oh, yeah. I I'll read, like, the first five or six, okay. and
0: if, yeah, that's it. Because, I mean, it. I do get upset every once in a while because some guys are like, he's a has-been. He did not know what he's talking about. Right. Well, yeah. I did it, bro. You yeah. didn't.
1: So. Right. Back off. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, you know what? Um, it is just your opinion, but your opinion does weigh more because of the things you've done. There's actual real-life experience here, you know? So
0: It's crazy, though, how people will just lay into people that they don't even know. It's like, these guys don't know me. (laughs) They're just reading this thing, and they have no clue who I am or really, I mean, the way they comment, they have no clue what I've done in the past. Yeah. And they're just laying into me like, you know, like, I don't know, it's like mean, really mean things. like. Right.
1: Right. How do you how do you press in on that? That's <laughs> no, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you, man. It's some of the comments I see on Instagram and some of the stuff uh, that I get. I'm just like, holy smokes, man. Do you have a family? Yeah, do you... more than I do. Yeah. Do you have a family? Do you have a wife and kids and. Like, Jesus, you know, so... Uh, yeah,
0: and what, like, didn't you have anything better to do Right. Than be negative right now? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I... It, you had all this time to type this whole thing out and just rip <laughs> into somebody. like, go do something.
1: Um, no, I know, and, and, and look, if you want to disagree in a civil manner, that's cool, I got all the time in the world for that, you know what I mean, yeah. like, uh, but some of these people, you're like, holy smokes, man, uh, what is the society coming to, or what is life coming to, or whatever, you know, so... Um, Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, so one of the things that you did this weekend at Muddy Creek was Max's Tires, uh, MXST Tires, debuting McGrath. uh, Jeremy McGrath helped them develop it. You've been a part of it also. They're a big part of your program. And, you know, we all know the name Max's Tires for for long-lasting quality tires at a good price. but. These guys are smart, and it's a huge corporation, and they know what they're doing, and they want to go into the realm of the Dunlops and Michelins and everything else with this latest tire. You raced with it. You've ridden with it. How is it? Man, it's really
0: good. Um, And that's not just because, I mean, yeah, they are a big part of my program. They're one of my title sponsors, but those guys have been awesome, Uh, and to be honest i told them the first time i rode it you need you need to work on it and they did yep. and uh now the the production one has come out and it's it's really really good um i like it a lot the the rear i have less time on uh-huh. um only because i rode the the front the prototype front for for about 6 months now um I, i'd say you got any more than prototypes left cuz i really like them and they <laughs> me some and uh so the front I'm I'm dialed on. It's really good. Um it's so much better than what I had ridden before with Maxis. Yeah. Um to be then to be honest, the ones I rode before weren't really good um mm-hmm. compared to a Dunlop, but the new one is is comparable. I mean it's yep. good and the rear, um, I think uh, as I get more time on it, it's going to get even better. Uh, forward drive with the rear is night and day better than the old tire, mm-hmm. so I'm uh, I'm anxious to get some more time on it.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a big project for those guys. They have put a lot of work into it, and um, like I said, this they want this to uh, to match up against anything else out there. And you're a guy that's ridden everything, Bridgestones and Dunlops, and you know, I mean, pretty much everything your whole life, right? So
0: yeah and that and that's what they did they uh they didn't just come out with the tire and then and say here it is they they looked at all the tires and they we tested against all the tires and and i was honest when i tested with them like look you know it's pretty good but you need to work on it yep. and it came back and they made it better and uh I'd put it up against anything. Um, like I said, the, the rear I don't have as much time on it. I, I like it a lot, um, mm-hmm. but the front I'd put up just against just about anything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's uh, it's they're a big part of your deal. And uh, but uh, you'd call it like it is. So people, if you're looking for a tire, like think about the Maxus and, and the new one that's coming out, the MXST. Uh, Sype, something before we wrap up here on the show. Something that we're dealing with this, this week is an injury to Jeremy Martin on the GEICO team, uh, an injury that's going to knock him out for a long time the rest of the summer. There is uh, injuries to Zach Osborne, of course, and Supercross. Guy, I mean, the 450 class is decimated. Um, we, had this, we had talked about this on Monday night's Pulp and Mech Show and the injuries um, and what, what's going on with them. What's your theory, Ryan? What, what, is it just one of those years? Do we need to really start having a conversation about front and back protection and, and, and limiting these bikes a little bit? Um, it's a difficult subject to tackle. There's a multitude of um, things to think about. But as a guy that's ridden indoors, outdoors, off-roads, all sizes of bikes, all types of bikes, four-stroke, two-stroke, what's your thoughts, Ryan? Man, there's, there's arguments. Every which way, when mm-hmm. I mean, you get
0: to yeah, make the bike smaller, but then there's 250 guys getting hurt as well, you know, and they're on mm-hmm. a smaller bike than even you would take a 450 down to. Say you made it a 400 or a 350. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's still, you know, those guys on the little bikes getting hurt too. I I don't know the answer to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a combination of, of a, a ton of things really, but the supercost stuff, um, I think the guys getting hurt, getting landed on the triples, that's that's fixable, I think. Um, now the guys, you know, coming up short on the quad, like Cole Sealy, um, I don't know. I don't know what you do about that. You know, it's like it's a, it was a mistimed thing, yep. you know. Do you make the – the easiest thing to say is slow the tracks down, um, but then do you get good racing with that? So I don't know. That. I know the speeds are – I mean, looking for, from my perspective, um, you race in the woods – uh, or you race motocross, and I got hurt a ton. And, yeah, I was young and dumb, and I didn't know when to let off sometimes. Uh, but other times, it wasn't like I was being stupid. I just got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then I, I quit that. I go into off-road, you know, and uh, and people say, you miss motocross. You know, there's almost trees out there you can hit now. and <laughs> There are, but, but my injury history since I went to off-road has been way smaller, yeah. way, you know, way yeah. less injuries than – in motocross and supercross, and the only difference is the speeds. We yeah. don't get going yeah. 60 mile an hour and then hit a jump, you know, and and things like that. Um, and and we're, I mean, when I talk about the speeds are the pace is picked up. It's it's scary yeah. to go that fast through the trees. Yep. But even at that point, there's not guys getting hurt like there are in supercross, motocross. So, I mean, that's the easiest thing to say is it's the speeds. And mm-hmm. but I don't know how you. How do you do that? Is it slower bikes? Is it, you know, restrictor plates like NASCAR? Is it, you know, change the tracks? Mm -hmm. I don't really know, but that's the one um, thing that that I noticed, you know, the speeds. So I think the speed's got to come down somehow.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you know, and the ultimate argument could be like, you know, a few years ago we had a lot of the guys still in the field racing all year, and it could be just one of those years. You know what I mean? And it happens. It goes from time to time. But there's no doubt that – there's a lot of money sitting on the sideline in salaries for these factories, and I, I got to wonder if there's a tipping point of somebody saying, wait, what are we doing? I mean, there, there's, ne- there's there, like you said, there's, there's um, templates for NASCAR to slow the cars down. The F1 cars, there's been, there's been rules passed to limit technology that limits the car's abilities. Drag racers can no longer, I think, go over 300, or they're, they're, they capped it at 300 or something. Every sort of form of racing, and I'm not familiar with MotoGP as much, but almost every single form of racing has said, you know what? Things are getting a little out of hand, and I mean, we, we need to cap some stuff. And we don't do anything in motocross, supercross. It is wide open. you know, as, as long as you meet the CC limits, as fast as you want to make that thing, as much as the electronics want to come in, you can do it. And I wonder if there's a point where we got to be like, wait a minute. These things can't be just perfect. You know I mean? Sipes, you remember the four-strokes carburetor days on an on-off jump, or or coming out of a turn you had to you had to be careful. You don't got to do that anymore. Yeah, they were scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were scary. Well, that's the thing like they come out with 450s and
0: they're way faster than 252 stroke ever was. Yeah. And but compared to when they first came out and whatever, you know, when they first became kind of mainstream like mm-hmm. 02, yep. right? Yep. 01 yep. maybe. Yep. Um that bike compared to a modern four stroke is not even close right i mean the 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 way they can do the electronics now and just the the pure horsepower numbers uh and let's be honest guys have gotten faster too like i mean they're everybody is on a training program now they don't get tired they're pushing it from the very get-go at 110 percent um I I don't think it'd be bad uh, a bad idea to go to to take the bike size down a little bit um just just to get the speeds down a little bit but I mean I know there's gonna be arguments against that as well and that's a logistically a hard thing to do for manufacturers to be like oh yeah we'll yeah. just we'll just yeah. make
1: 400 no I know of yeah. 450s I mean yeah.
0: that's not really like an easy overnight thing but no no I mean it, it there I don't. There, I don't know. I'm sure there is some kind of restrictor plate or whatever, you know, that that or some kind of rule they could make to to make the 450s not as fast. But yep, um, I don't know. Teams are always going to find a way around it, you know, yeah. and, and make a bike faster. So, I think it's worth it's worth um, worth worth putting thought into uh, for sure. Because, like you said, there's dudes. It's like the the sport, um, the health of the sport is hurt when yep. guys.
1: Are hurt, you know, when guys are not out there, the marquee names. So yeah, um, definitely time to think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, something that you have an access to, Sipes, uh, riding for Husqvarna, is you just mentioned it, two strokes, four strokes, a 350, uh, 450, and, and never mind all the talk about injuries that we just had. What's your ideal bike, Ryan? And what's your ideal bike for and every man out there, do you think? Which one would you put your money down on? Out of all the models and all the things, dude, I like a three fifty. Yeah, SC three fifty is the one I ride.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I raced it, and I raced it in all of the NCCs. That's like a choice there because mm-hmm. a four fifty, you just you're in the woods. You don't need seventy horsepower. I mean, you can't even use it. Yep, and you can't turn it. So yep. a three fifty is, I'd, I'd compare a three fifty to a factory two fifty. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. a stock three fifty is that's what it is. So it's got a little bit more torque. Um, but it's it feels light and uh I mean I raced it at high point last year, three fifty in the four fifty motocross class mm-hmm. and I got fifteenth. I didn't kill it but I qualified tenth. I mean the bike's capable and it won't hurt you. Um a four fifty, uh I'm not a big uh, or a small guy, but yeah. um well, four fifty still can yeah, yeah the four fifty can still scare you. Yeah. Just because you, you land and you give it a little bit more throttle than, than you had you know wanted to uh-huh. like whoa calm down bike <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost like the bike
1: is in a little bit more control
0: Yep. where on a 350 i feel like i'm in control so sure. yeah. it, i've seen it for an all-around bike yep. um yeah is the way to yeah go. if you're
1: an everyman guy you work a job but you race on the weekends and you're an older vet guy or whatever you're or whatever it is you you're a 350 guy let's take a look at it is what yeah you're saying. and
0: they're just more fun to ride i mean yep. you can you ride a 350 like a like a t-50 you rev it yep um, yep. Where a four fifty, if you rev a four fifty, it'll it'll buck you off. Yeah, I um,
1: yeah, don't think, like
0: to be red very things much. Things get weird. And so yeah, <laughs> yeah to, to be able to, well, I mean, here's the thing: is like you can ride a three fifty as hard as you can, as hard as you want to, and it won't scare you. Mm-hmm. You ride a four fifty as hard as you can, you know too hard, and it will scare you. So, and, and I mean, my choice is a three fifty, and that's what I ride everywhere except um, you know some of the nationals and the flat track. Obviously, is a four fifty, but. Mm-hmm. 350 is a good bike.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel like they're a little underrated. I don't know if they're great at the pro <laughs> level for the ultimate elite guys. Like, I don't think you would put Marvin on one, you know, but for for 95% of everyone else, it's it's more than more than enough bike for you. So
0: Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing is, like, they build tracks for 450s. Yeah. So if they built tracks for 350s, yeah. it would be great because yeah. that bike turns better, it's easier to ride, so mm-hmm. you can ride it harder. Um, like our, what Roxon did, wrote a 350, uh, well, shoot, it's been a long time ago, but like yeah. 2012, yeah, in like Daytona and, uh, uh Seattle yeah, and did yeah. really well. Yep. Um, and, you know, he was a smaller guy. He is a smaller guy and, mm-hmm. uh, he's obviously super talented. So he made it work. Um, but like you said, yeah, you put, you put Marvin on a 350 right now, he's going to get worked. But yep. if the tracks are a little different, if they made, um, you know,
1: they changed it up a little bit. I think mm-hmm. it could work. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Zipes on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis, uh, talking about all the things that he's doing. Did you talk about or try to or look into getting X Games flat track? That would have been cool. I don't even know anything about it, but I, could you have done that? Well, the the thing is they ride
0: the – I don't think they ride 450s there. They ride I thought, the thought they had both. I thought and, they had uh, both. Okay, uh, maybe it. they do. I yeah. don't know. I right. didn't watch it, but um, – it's uh, yeah, that would have been awesome, but I thought I don't want any part of a twin.: No, <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's a, so, that's a unique thing. I was
0: good. I was good jumping in on a 450 because I'm used to that and all that, but the twin is a whole different deal. I feel like you got yeah, you got to grow up on those things to be yeah. able to ride it, and
1: uh, I didn't want any part of it. It uh, shows, shows you how little I know. I, I thought they were both classes, but maybe not, but that, hey, that Ryan Sipes, adding a, an X Games goal to your to your trophy case would be pretty sweet. That would be a cherry on top, yeah, sure. yeah, no, absolutely, well, hey, man, uh, thanks for your time. I appreciate it i th- I like your schedule, I-, I follow it a little bit, your media work is fantastic, um, and outside of riding one twenty five at muddy creek Sipes, everything's been everything's been great for you <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I know uh, I came off the track, man, and I'm like. This wasn't as good an idea as I thought it was. <laughs> this was—it's uh, like oh hey, well, you're I like uh, you're like Anchorman with the milk. Milk was a bad idea. One twenty five was a bad choice. Yes, one twenty five so was right. Right, that's exactly <laughs> it. This one twenty five was a bad choice. <laughs> um, but, no, man, that's awesome. This summer, uh, I look forward to seeing you at the track, uh, racing to Nationals. And, and you know Osborne's bike is fantastic, and the team is great, so you'll have awesome support for that. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, thanks for the time today. I really appreciate it. And please, p- everybody, maxes.com Check out the MXST tire, and uh, thanks to Fly Racing and uh, Alpine Stars as well. Thank you, Sipes. For sure. Thanks, Steve.
0: for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy Rick Johnson I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side the tendons were jerking in weird places and my big, biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event Dave and I fly to Germany go down to Stuttgart there's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a factory part. for it Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike, you're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in the States, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry.